Welcome to the Hidden Archives. I am your curator and host, Nicole Clark. We have some important news that comes from the results of the COVID-19 outbreak. What this means is that a lot of the episodes in the near future will feature a much smaller cast since we are all doing our best to practice social distancing. You should also know that all of our contributors and voice actors have been involved purely because of their interest in this project. Unfortunately, in light of the current situation, many of them have no income and we would like to be able to help them out. Therefore, we have set up a Patreon to help fund this project and to provide some financial relief to its contributors. You can find us at patreon.com slash thehiddenarchives. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The next episode should be out next week. We'll keep up the early releases as long as we're able to. In the words of the great George Orwell, in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. So let me tell you this truth. If you choose to enter the hidden archives, if you choose to study the tomes, if you choose to take this journey with me, you do so at your own risk. Profanity and disturbing content may follow. This is your warning. This story, titled, What Do You Remember About Channel 3?, comes to us from one of our favorite corners of the archives, the nostalgia section. In this story, we find out exactly how dangerous it can be to have too much time on your hands, especially if you have some old technology just sitting around. What do you remember about Channel 3? I'll bet you pretty much forgot about it since the modern world seems to no longer have a need for this number to be in the back of the minds of electronics consumers. Not with smarter devices. So let me remind you. Back in the day, if you wanted to use a VCR or a game console on your television, you had to run it through coaxial cable, or dual-prong antenna for the older group, and tune the TV to channel 3 to get it to display. Sure, I know that in other countries it was a different channel, or a different channel group. Technically, for us North Americans, we could use three or sometimes four. But the idea is the same. You set the TV to a specific channel to allow your device to work. And it was usually channel three. So what do you remember about it? I know I have already jogged some memories and brought back an amount of nostalgia for some folks about watching old VHS tapes and playing Nintendo games. Does anyone remember when a movie was too long to fit on one tape so you had to buy the box set with several tapes? There would be an intermission at the end of the first tape so that you could load the second one. How about when your brother would switch the device to start playing through channel 4 instead? When this happened to me, I would spend an embarrassing amount of time trying to get the thing working before I realized the practical joke. Some of these memories are fun, and others make you cringe because you remember things a certain way. But it all avoids the topic, really. I want to know what you remember about the channel itself. I bet most of you haven't even thought about it, or VCRs, or old game systems in a while, let alone what actually came through on Channel 3. We all remember that it was usually blank with an amount of static. But there's something else there that you probably didn't notice, or can't remember. 
and I think there is a reason for this. I believe that someone doesn't want you to remember. Let me tell you what led me to this conclusion. Some months ago, I had an unusual experience. To provide some context, I live alone in a very rural area. I have for years, more than two decades. My place isn't what anyone would consider nice. It's just an old RV on a plot of land in the woods of New England. Well, it used to be before all of this. I don't want to give any more information, especially not my specific location. You'll find out why later. Anyway, I lived comfortably enough for someone who wants to be left alone. No pets, no neighbors, just the RV and a few possessions. Most things I've had forever because, first, they work, and second, I don't really have the space for much. I do have technology, though. High-speed internet, access to utilities, and a smartphone. Hell, I've turned my RV into its own little smart home. Thanks to some innovations from Dynacorp, I can be a minimalist in the modern world without a lot of claptrap bogging me down. And I assure you, this is all relevant. Here's how. You see, I had gotten a bit complacent before what happened, before I started thinking for myself. I spent most of my time in the RV, doing my work-from-home career as, oddly enough, an HTML coder, someone who helps provide the world with access to information. Some things are just too ironic. The way it all essentially works is that I get paid by commission. I take contract work. So I can make my own schedule. This leaves me with some free time, so I like to spend my evenings vegging out, watching television, and browsing the internet. I consider this last part research. Well, it just so happens that I was doing some research when the power went out. Like I said, I do have access to basic utilities. I run on the grid for the most part. Therefore, when the power went out, I didn't have the generator for the RV running. Everything went dark. Well, shit, I thought. Glad I wasn't working on anything important at the moment. And I couldn't work on anything important until I had actual power back because the computer I use for my job is sensitive to the power fluctuations that a gas generator might cause. However, it is sufficient to run a fridge, television, and most of the RV's other power needs, so I wasn't too concerned. Before I got everything powered up for nothing, it is a bit of work, I decided to hop on my phone and use the mobile network to try and find some answers. I needed to know if power would be coming back on anytime soon. The network was immediately slow, probably from people in my area trying to get answers to the same questions that I had. This was my first clue that the power outage was more than just local. Finally, I did find an outage map. The whole damn county was dark. Also, there were no backups running except for places that had on-site backups, such as hospitals and the like. 
curiously enough, I found out by contacting my local internet provider, the blackouts seemed to affect most network broadcast stations and signal repeaters. The estimated fix time was by noon the next day. It was only 9 at night, so this was like 13 hours away. Being someone who lived most of his life at night and had a poorly insulated fridge, this meant trouble for me. I had to get power back so my food wouldn't spoil and so I could keep entertained. I mean, none of my possessions are candles, so it's not like I could read a book by candlelight. I had to start the generator. I had to go out in the cold New England April night to get a generator, which I hadn't used in months, running in the dark. God kill me now. As I figured, my personal power plant was reluctant to come on. I fiddled with the damn thing for 45 minutes before I had any success. My fingers were numb from the cold by the time I got back inside the RV, so all I wanted to do was relax and warm back up. I clicked on the TV to browse channels and try to find a local broadcast. Maybe the news or reruns of some sitcom. But after several minutes of flipping through channels of just snow, I remembered that the broadcast stations were also down. I did consider reading a book, but who has the time for that anymore? I'd get like three or four chapters in, power would be restored, and I'd never return to the story. I thought about using my phone to browse the internet, but it was still slow. Probably the same thing as earlier. Everyone else having the same idea. Then I remembered that I never get rid of shit. I had a VCR and some old VHS tapes somewhere. It was just a matter of finding them in the outside storage compartment. As undesirable as the prospect of going back outside was, I was still looking forward to watching my old movies, most of which hadn't even made it onto streaming services yet. So I braved the cold once again. At least this time, I had illumination from the RV's floodlight. It took some digging, but I finally located my stash of 90s nostalgia in the back of a compartment that I probably hadn't opened in over a decade. I also found my air popper for popcorn, an electric blanket, and a forgotten bottle of scotch that I had received as a gift. All the stuff I needed to make a throwback evening of reminiscing. This could actually be fun. I hauled my rediscovered treasures back into my home, excited for the evening I had planned out. I was cold, but feeling good. All I had to do was get everything set up. I dumped it all onto my chair to get it sorted. The whiskey bottle went next to the chair by itself, no glass needed tonight. The blanket stayed on the chair where I would be sitting, comfortable and warm in its electronic embrace. And the popcorn maker went into the kitchenette. Fortunately, there was actually a bag of popcorn, albeit an ancient one, stuffed into the device itself. Finally, it came time to connect the VCR to the TV. At this point, I realized that there was no coaxial cable in my haul from the storage bin. There was also none behind the TV either. 
A moment of dread almost consumed me, thinking that I would need to go back out into the cold, before I realized that I could be rational about things. I was concerned about saving space, so I took measures to accomplish this goal. If I had stuffed a bag of popcorn into the popcorn maker, maybe I had done something similar with the VCR. The cable could be inside the tape-playing compartment. I went ahead and preset the channel on the TV to number 3 before I started rummaging for the coax cable. At least one thing would be ready. So I popped the door open on the VCR and shined my cell phone's light inside. By God, it was in there. But it would take some work to retrieve without cutting my fingers on the sharp interior components and without damaging the VCR's tape reader head with the cable itself. I was taking my time, being very careful and quiet so that I could concentrate. The TV volume was low, but still audible. I was focusing on my task, as someone might focus on a particularly difficult video game level, or on a very captivating movie scene. That's when I noticed a sound playing through the TV. It wasn't just the sound of static snow. It was something more, like a voice. I paused what I was doing to listen. My back was to the TV, but I didn't turn to watch. I knew a channel was not coming through. It was obviously something buried not in, but under the static. I couldn't understand it, but I couldn't break my concentration either by trying to watch the TV or turn up the volume. I just sat there listening. Finally, with some intense concentration, I was able to make out a few words. End. Contact. Eminent. Act now. But those words weren't next to each other. There was something that I was missing. Those words and the static just kept repeating every few minutes, and nothing else was being filled in. I tried to make out the rest without changing my concentration, but nothing would come. The longer I sat and the more I tried to focus, the less I was able to get. Finally, I set the VCR down and moved to find the remote. At this point, I lost all sense of the buried broadcast. It was just static. I grabbed the TV remote and turned it up, but increasing the volume didn't help. Was it only for a short time? Would the broadcast even repeat again? I had no way of knowing. I plopped down in my chair and stared at the static on the television. I started to zone out and focus on the TV as I had on my work with the VCR. Something came through at this point. I just needed to be really focused to understand it, but I could still only make out the same few words as before. End. Contact. Eminent. Act now. There had to be something more to this broadcast, to this message. But what? And what could it mean? Who could be transmitting it? Too many questions and too little answers. I listened to this for over an hour before I lost all concentration. 
I decided to open the bottle of whiskey, take a few drinks, and connect the VCR after all. After popping some popcorn and getting the electric blanket plugged in, I did eventually retrieve the cable from inside the VCR. It took only a moment or two to reconnect it to the television. Finally, I plugged it into the wall and turned it on. The TV screen went blue, and it seemed like things were set and ready to go. So I started to sift through my VHS collection to find the one I really wanted. It isn't that I couldn't find a particular one, just that I couldn't decide on one. Tough decisions, you know? Well, I narrowed it down to two, of like ten, and I was weighing the merits of each in my mind. This was another moment of intense concentration. At this moment, I could hear the whole broadcast through the TV without the distraction of the static. I have been trying to make contact with the world. You, whoever can hear this, needs to know that annihilation is imminent unless we all act now. But I can only act by giving you this message and similar ones. It is up to you to stop the end. This message would just repeat every few minutes with some time in between. But it wasn't just plain to hear. I had to really focus and clear my mind. Like I said, it was buried under the static of the channel. When I plugged the VCR in, it removed the static and thus one form of distraction. Upon realizing this, I decided to test a theory that I had just come up with. I put a tape in the VCR, set it to play, and I muted the VCR volume. It took a while to focus and notice it, but I could still hear the message. So I turned the tape volume back on and let it play through. The message was there in the background. I could hear it in the silent parts of the movie. But I don't think that I was actually hearing it. The more I watched, the more I focused, the more I realized that it was playing in my head. It was inside my damn brain. I was freaked, but I had some questions that seemed more important than hearing voices in my head. What could it mean? How was I supposed to act now? I can't explain how, but I knew this message was the real deal. Maybe because I did hear it in my head. It wasn't a hoax or a trick. Someone was actually desperate to make contact with someone else through this short message. How long has this message been buried in the static snow of Channel 3? I was contemplating all of this when the movie started to become unsynced. Almost instinctively, I hit the tracking button on the VCR to try and fix it. Upon doing this, I found out there was more to the message. There was no time of silence between repeating. It was only one long message that said this. I have been trying to make contact with the world. You, whoever can hear this needs to know that annihilation is imminent unless we all act now. But I can only act by giving you this message and similar ones. It is up to you to stop the end. Your world is an illusion. 
What you see is a picture that someone else has painted to keep you complacent, to force the fulfillment of prophecy. They don't want you to bear witness to the end, only to be a part of it. You can fix it, only if you can see it for the grand reality. Find the truth in the Ark. At this point, I lost power altogether. My generator had stopped or a fuse had popped or something. I didn't know what happened, but everything just shut off. I rushed back outside to try and restore my power. I had gotten the message, but it felt like I needed more. To hear everything that I already had again. I burst through the door of the RV, but hadn't realized that it started snowing some time ago, and I slipped on the steps and fell right on my ass. I narrowly missed smacking my head directly on the steps themselves, and instead hit it on the ground. My world went starry and blurry for a moment, but it could have been a lot worse. I realized this as I slowly and painfully sat up. When resolution and clarity finally came back to me, I got to my feet and made my way to the generator. It had only stopped running. There were no fuses needing replaced or circuit breakers needing flipped. I checked for fuel. It was barely less than full, so I had plenty. I went to restart it and realized that the switch had been flipped to turn it off. Someone had intentionally done this. I looked around. There were footprints in the snow leading right up to the generator. I followed these footprints for a while, maybe 20 meters or so, before they abruptly stopped. It dawned on me now that the prints only led to my RV. They never retreated away from it. Unless whoever had shut down my generator had walked backwards in their own footprints, they were either on top of the RV, or they had disappeared altogether. And with the way the prints just randomly started, I doubted very much the former and seriously considered the latter. I turned around to make my way back home. Suddenly, the dark of night and the quiet of the still-falling snow felt a lot more eerie. I didn't feel, but rather knew I was being watched. I felt eyes all around me. Or maybe above me? My walk turned into a run as I bolted home. Approaching the RV, I scanned the top. It was dark outside, but I could tell that no one or no thing was up there. Now how the fuck does someone vanish? Carefully this time, I climbed the two stairs into my mobile home, walked inside, and locked the flimsy door behind me. Before I tried tracking my unwelcome guests through the snow, I had managed to get the generator running again. Power was back up, so I decided to go back to the message. But I couldn't hear it anymore. I tried muting the tape volume again, tried turning the tape off and setting it back to the blue screen, but nothing worked. Finally, I went so far as to run the tape under the faucet and put it back in the VCR, still wet, to make it foul up again so I could hit the tracking button. But nothing I tried could bring back the message.
Perhaps it was because of the pain in my head and ass from the fall. Honestly, I was completely distracted by my discomfort, and the thought of the power being intentionally shut off by some unknown assailant who might wish to do me more harm. I knew that concentration was important to hear the message, but I didn't have that anymore. Not that night. I ended up passing out in my chair in front of the TV with some old movie playing on the VCR. I had hoped that I would hear the message again, maybe to divine some more information from it. But by the time I woke up the next day, the regular power had been restored, and normal broadcast channels were coming through. The distractions of life in the modern world had returned, and the message was gone. However, Channel 3 remained blank. I do believe the message is still there. We just can't hear it with all the distraction and things that rob us of our concentration. The illusion of technology and industry that all fight for our attention. Plus, who even uses a TV like that anymore? To play tapes and games over Channel 3? I fear this message might not have been meant for our time, but for a time not too long ago. This is only a guess though. I don't know for sure. I've tried to do some research. I searched the internet with the question, why did we use Channel 3 for VCRs and game consoles? People explain how it works and the theory of RF modulation that allows these devices to play through on the TV, but no one has said why it is Channel 3. There is no straight answer. Look it up for yourself. Everyone just says that it was chosen as a standard for some ubiquitous reason that no one knows. Yeah, other countries use a different numbered channel, but the principle is the same. There is a blank channel block, we tune to it for devices, and no one knows why it is this way, or who decided that it should be. If you ask, the answer you will get will be very much along the lines of, because, and don't ask again. Kind of on that same note, I never did find out who shut off my generator, where they came from, or where they went. But I do know this, it was to stop me from listening to the message. In fact, at this point, I'm not entirely certain I got the whole message. The time between the repeat of the first part and the playing through of the rest doesn't match up. I think it should have been longer. As for what to do now, I really don't know. I have left my former plot of land in fear of being rediscovered. I even changed the appearance of my RV to keep a lower profile. But I think someone is after me. And the worst part? I don't know if it is someone who wants to prevent me from getting the full message, or if it is someone connected with the message. I can't take any chances finding out. All I can do is spread the message as I know it, tell you my story, 
and hope that someone else can help figure it out. I know there's more to it, and I know that there are directions regarding how to resolve the situation that the message warns of. I can't hear the message anymore, and I don't know if you will be able to either, but something might be buried in someone's memories. So, given the context and explanation I have provided, I ask you this again. What do you remember about Channel 3? In a previous episode, we mentioned something about hearing unusual interference. I wonder if there's a connection. A very special thanks to everyone involved in the creation of the Hidden Archives podcast. We look forward to having you back as soon as we are able. Also, a big warm thank you to our listeners. We know being in lockdown, isolation, and quarantine can be difficult, especially trying to stay entertained. You are why we do this, so this extra effort we're putting in is for you. There are many more stories from the Hidden Archives that have yet to be shared. We hope that you join us next time for another glimpse into the archives. This has been a production of the Rhodes Collaborative Experience, LLC. Please no reproduction, duplication, or bastardization of any content without written consent from RCX or its partners. Ex Animo, Ex Tempus, in Archivum.